You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Killings Act, the National Killings Act, I think it was, which basically means if you whip your slave and they die when they're on the plantation, that you can be all right. You won't go to jail. You won't get any problems. But you, there's a terminology which was like, all right, well, the terms are if they are working and doing a job where they're not being overworked and you whip them, then okay, it's okay. But if you whip them whilst they're doing like these crazy little things, then you might get into trouble and you won't get no money for them and that as well. So reason why they created the Killings Act was because white slave women were killing mixed-race babies. It was a national outcry that... It's like they knew that their husbands fancied the black women on the plantation. So when the mixed-race child was born, they're like, yeah, my husband. And they didn't like him. So it was like, do you know what? So they were killing little kids all the time. All the time. Post-traumatic slave syndrome by Joy DeGruy. Fantastic book. She talks about that. And she talks about how... For example, white women emulated black women by the way they dress. So, black well, slave masters they fancied the ass of an African woman. So white women was like, yeah, all right then, let's create a bustle. And a bustle, the Victorians used to we used to wear is like a little tight, little corset, real tight. Mm-hmm. And then the the back of it just rolls out. It's the same as what the African they tried to emulate black women. So when it's like now Kim Kardashian trying to. That's, it's been going on from slavery times. They've because their husbands fancied. Do you see what I'm saying? They even say, even same auntie that gave me this book. She said that the McGann car, the second one, not the first one, the second one, the back of it was actually um, mimicked after there's an African woman that the French person tried to emulate. From. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you sure? She goes, yeah. She gave me the name as well. She goes, this woman, look her up. The McGann's built for black woman's ass. I was like, <laughs> I was like, seriously, I forgot the name, but. Um, which ties into this book here. Um, but Nick, Nick Davies, Dark Heart. And I think a lot of people may have read this and it's the shocking truth about hidden Britain. Um, and this book here is deep. It talks about the monstrosities that Britain have done, not just to black people, but also to white people. So obviously white people are slaves as well. Mm-hmm. So they enslaved Irish. They enslaved other people because they've seen Irish as, you're not quite white. Do you know what I mean? Even in America, Irish people weren't even white. Italian people weren't white until 1940. They weren't, yeah, technically white until 1940. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, do you know what a cuss word is for an Italian? An old one? Go on. Guinea. They used to call yeah, Italians Guinea. Guinea. Yeah. yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. Mm. Do you know where Guinea is? Guinea's in Africa. Pop- it's the yeah, cuss word yeah, Africa. Yeah, right. The little, just before you get to the bend where you've got uh, Ghana, Nigeria, mm-hmm. uh, that little that's called Guinea or New Guinea. That's where mm-hmm. they stole a lot of slaves from. They used to call Italians black people. So, and Irish people, well, we know about this history of the Irish and, and, and the South Africans. I mean, the Pygmy tribes were the first people to migrate up into Ireland. Um, hence why you've got, um, you've got that St. Patrick's Day and then you've got like, you know, he, so, like you've got the story of St. Patrick who's, he fights the evil and da, 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 da. But what it is, the leprechaun is meant to be the Pygmy tribe. Okay. And the Pygmy tribe is the ones that brought in a lot of their spirituality. So when you've got him pulling off tricks, the little leprechaun, 
stats to say that these were the people that created the tricks and, and then when um uh Patrick killed the snake. The snake was to do with the snake that the Egyptians used to wear because, you know, the pharaohs have the snake up there mm-hmm. and that's meant to be similar to, like, the pineal gland and the candidate that goes with it. Anyway, there's all that stuff. Like, Scotland's named after um, Scotia, Queen Scotia. was an Egyptian woman. Like, okay. <laughs> like, Scotland's named after African woman. Anyway, moving on. Even Europe. Europe's named after Europa, which is an African woman that Zeus had a thing with Europa and he loved her so much, he gave her the island of Crete. That's not even an African story. That's Europe's... They know that. When they created the coin... The Europe coin. Yeah, the first Euro. Yeah. They had Europe, Europa on there. They had the black women on the coin. No one really paid attention to it. was like Euros as a coin, whatever. But Europe's actually named after black women. Anyway, moving on. The monstrosities of Britain are so deep, but they what they do with dark art, they comp- like, what they would do, they would say, oh, but we civilised Africans. So we wasn't that bad. I mean, we did, you know, we, we killed a few people. Mm-hmm. But we civilized Africans because they were believing in some bestiality stuff. They were believing in all these kind of crazy things. And no, we gave them one religion, one God. That was it. And then we gave them clothes, language. So we civilized them. That's what Britain's notion is. And this is what the book kind of touches on. But also when you've got stories like that, they take away themselves from uh, like King Leopold II, who went to Congo and he was, he was like worse than Hitler. Do you know what I mean? Hitler killed like 6,000 people, 6 million people, sorry. And, um, but King Leopold went to 10. So if you go on Google and type King Leopold in, you will see children with hands missing. So basically when it came to rubber, mm. he had a quota. So let's say like, all right, you've got to be able to give me 10 kilograms, right? In, in rubber, in weight. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I'm going to chop off one of your arms. You come in with eight and a half. You say, I tried, but da 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 da. All right, cool. Chop off one. Then you've got to do the next day. You've got to do 10 with your one hand. <laughs> mm. If you don't, chopping off that one. Then we're chopping off your feet. You're seeing children, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can see them. You're seeing like, um, imagine, this was even deep. Do you know King Leopold never went to Congo? Like he never set foot in Congo, but he, because in 1885, he had to scramble for Africa where European people were like, do you know what? We're going to carve up. You can have Nigeria. You can have Congo. You can have Uganda, Senegal. So they carved it up. So he was like, yeah, that's mine. And then he wanted to create a free state in Congo. Is that cool? Boom, 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 boom. So he had people over there just going on a madness, chopping off kids' hands, arms, everything. And they, you could see them, like the stubs, like that, sitting next to white people there with chains on them. He did that. So Britain's like, we may have did our little thing, but we're not as bad as King Leopold. Like he was evil. He was he was worse. He didn't. It's like what? Like you did do that. Like do you know what I mean? You just tried to minimize it, but you did this for like hundreds and hundreds of years. Like punishments where you'd put like sand into a slave's mouth, mm-hmm. and then add water to the sand because you know sand and water it hardens. That was your punishment. Like Caribbean was the worst place. Even though America's got their little history, Caribbean was the worst place for punishment. That's why so many slaves went to Caribbean because they died. Life expectancy was only a few years. And that's simply because the cotton trade, I mean, the sugarcane yeah. trade wasn't as, it was more fruitful than the cotton trade after a while. So they had to keep sending people over. Do you know what I mean? Caracou had their little bit. Grenada had their little bit. St. Lucia had their little bit. Barbados was like the jewel. I mean, in 1661, they created the Barbados Code and that was the way that people used that as a manual to teach other people how to enslave people in the Caribbean. Like, this is the punishment you should use. It will work. Like, and that all came from Britain. 
know what I mean? Queen Elizabeth said, oh, so there's a guy named Sir Francis Drake that we learned about in primary school. He was the first person to circumnavigate the planet. English person. Africans have been doing it for time. But he was the first English person. That's what they tell you. It's like, oh, so he did that in the 1570s. So what about the time when he was travelling in 50, 50, 1550s with um, Sir John Hawking, his family member, and he went to Guinea and slaughtered 800 people, took 400 and brought them to Britain. And Queen Elizabeth, who we think that is the greatest queen ever, she was like, yeah, love that. Keep doing it. So hold on a minute. You've got a slave ship in uh, uh, um, Borough Market next to London Bridge, right across the road from the Shard. You've got a slave ship right there which actually talks about this is a replica ship that Sir Francis Drake used to circumnavigate the earth. But you miss out the 20, 30 years before that when he was taking trips to Africa and then going to the Caribbean and trading with his um, his family member, Sir John Hawking. Like, that's that's why the miseducation is so important because they will teach you about someone like um, Sir Francis Drake and he's a sir, meaning he had to get knighted. Mm-hmm. But then in the same breath, you're missing out on all other parts where he actually enslaved people. When they say that, oh, yeah, also, there was a Spanish armada, meaning he went to the Caribbean and he intercepted Spanish ships. So that's what he's famous for, by, by taking over the ships and taking their cargo. Well, what was Spain doing in the Caribbean? They were transporting slaves. So when you're saying cargo, what kind of cargo are you talking about? Because I know there were some people in there. <laughs> like, But then when you control the narrative, you can say whatever. So that's how you, if you take away the knowledge and you take away the essence of what blackness is and you take away the fruitfulness of Africa, then you take away the power of man and woman and you take away the strength in the youth and saying, you know, you're the next generation and Africans always come with oral learning where we're going to pass it down through, sit around this campfire, we're going to tell you a story, some beat a drum, I'm going to give you some information. When it, and that's what music is. That's what music was as well as a way of communicating. Mm. If you take away these little principles of African people, as black people, then we're screwed. Then... When you've got books like this, this is a book here. So this is a sociology book, a GCSE sociology mm-hmm. book, right? Now, in this book, yeah, actually, in this book, go to page 94. Now, this is a sociology book. Now, this section of the book talks about how family structures are run, mm-hmm. okay? Now, remember when I said earlier about you take the man out of that of the essence, the, take the power away from the spirit yeah. and, you, you, and you move them apart. So when you go to page 94, there's a section about, yeah. So you've got a section that's on South Asia. Mm-hmm. You've got a section on the Sub-Saharan, yeah. But read the Caribbean part. What is it? Just read. Yeah, just actually read it. Read so, the part. It says, this is a sociology book, okay, for GCSE, meaning that's across the nation. So... Everybody who's going to do sociology at GCSE level will read it. You could be in somewhere in Luton, somewhere in Manchester, somewhere in Mukuland, somewhere far off in the sticks, <laughs> Hogwarts. You could be anywhere and you're doing sociology. This is what you're going to read. Right. Yeah. So it says, in Caribbean families, the fathers and husbands are large... This isn't real. <laughs> this isn't read real. it now. Read, 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 read. It's real. What? Read, read it, it, man. Now, hold on, real, hold on. Well, okay. GCSEs, it's this G- country. Right. Okay. Gems. Right. So start, start again. Old, no, no, no. I well, read it, fam. No, read, read, read it. Read it. Go on. Now hear this again. Now let's say like you're all right. Let's just put it back to black and white for the for this for this moment, right? Mm. You're a white child. You don't really know any black people. You haven't really seen black people. Okay. The only time you see is Skepta on TV mm. or Stormzy, mm. right? And black culture on TV. <coughs> yeah. But the notion of a black family, you have no idea. But you're doing sociology and they're doing this segment of the book, and you're going to do this for your mock exam. Okay, cool. Now, this is what you read. 
Right. In Caribbean families, the fathers and husbands are largely absent and women assume the most responsibility in child rearing. When men and women live together, it is usually in cohabiting or common law relationships that reproduce the traditional patriarchal division of labour. This family system is also characterised by child shifting, that is, the passing of children to other relatives or acquaintances. If the parents find themselves unable to, if the parents find themselves unable to take care of their children, as a result, multiple women are involved in childhood socialisation. Thank you. Now, that's a GCSE book mm. where it says in Caribbean families, husbands and fathers are absent. Mm. That's a narrative starting for a 15-year-old. I can't believe this. You pick up a newspaper and you see about crime and stuff. You probably see father absence when it comes to blackness. Mm. If you write the books, you can decide on what it says. Now, what's funny is, what statistics don't show you, is that when it comes to a father not being in their child's life or living in the same house, black fathers are more active in their child's life when they're not in the same household than white fathers. You would never think so. Google it, you'll see. If you're watching it, Google it. Google it, Google it, and you'll see. Google it. Black fathers are more active in their child lives than white fathers are. You would never think so because of the narrative, because we don't control the media. Mm. So we don't control the stories. Mm -hmm. We can complain about it. Now, black Twitter, yeah, people say, is that black Twitter? <laughs> black people on Twitter, but it's called black Twitter. They went crazy and said, you know what? That's an issue. That's a problem. So they stopped printing it. Is this a recent book? Yeah, yeah, by only by a few years. Mm. So they done it. They they did um, a revised version. Mm -hmm. So it's updated, and they took that part out because they said it was racist and whatnot. But they kept other little bits and pieces in. So it's like, wow, the fact that you put it out with confidence just goes to show. But there's children that's going to read and be okay. Well, black fathers are around. Mm -hmm. Just um going back because we know you've in terms of education, you've mentioned on here that you what you teach people, what you teach students. What do you actually teach? What subjects do you teach? And do you know what it is? Wait, what? Before you answer, let me cut. Um, <clears throat> I need to do a battery change. I'm here. Okay. Is your guest still there, French? I'm just... You're freaking messaging me. Stop. One sec. So you remember the question? No, you got to move. Oh, okay. Do you remember the question? What do I teach? Is it... Um... Yeah, what do you teach? See the cameraman nodding bare times when I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to look over there. I thought, no, I'd never look in the camera. <laughs> yeah, you had to move. Oh, cool. Shit. Okay, roll it. Cool. you're right. Leopold, I think, was 10, but there was a German, I can't remember his name, he ran out 24. Yeah. So yeah, 24 million Africans. Jeez. Yeah. They all, they all did a lot. Like, that's... I mean, you think that, wow. Until we put... In, there's 2 million black people in Britain. Mm. So Every we'll, one of we'll us be, got... be wiped out, literally. When I say 2 million black people, that's including mixed race people too. There's 2 million. Damn. We're gone. Every single one of us is gone. How about that? Mm. Which one's stuff and where do you teach? Uh, I've already got your question. Okay. So I can, we can get your answer. But just ask the question again so that it's more organic when you answer Okay. This. All right. 
So yeah, so um, you've mentioned about when you kind of give lectures or when you when you're teaching students. So yeah. what, what I don't think we actually touched upon. What do you actually teach? Oh, do you know what? I don't even have a structure of what I teach. I teach everything in terms of like. So if they struggle with English, my okay. So where do you? Okay, where? So I teach in a secondary school. Yeah. In South London. Okay. Um, and I teach in a, um, like a Saturday school as well. I call it um in East London in Forest Gate. Gotcha. Um, shout out to um East Side um Academy, East Side Youth Leaders Academy. They are fantastic. Um, and that's like Year Fours, Year Fives, Six, right up until Year Fours to Eleven. But I've um, only taught four to eight. I haven't done year nine, ten, eleven yet. Mm-hmm. But they brilliant minds, brilliant um, minds that are coming through. Some great politicians are on their way, I tell you. And secondary school, my one is like, I'm like an external mentor, but I teach like science, I teach English and maths. But what I try to do, because the ones I deal with are like, they're on SEN, so special educational needs. Yeah, I've taught, yeah. I've used to teach in that sector. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's about, it's like, all right, it's not about what you teach is how you teach it so I'm, I give them that sense of belief so I'll, if they've got work that they struggle with I try and give them alternative way to approach it exactly yeah how mm. to look at it and break it down because how there's four steps in um, how the system works against ethnic minorities so there's four, four things that work that they get tested for which is one which is um, uh, it's called working memory um, how well do they remember what's going on? Processing speed. Pro- processing speed. Um, how quick they can solve sums. <coughs> There's also um, non-verbal reasoning, mm-hmm. um, and that's about how well do they understand the work without actually doing it before. No prior understanding of how to do it. And then the last one is verbal comprehension, and that's where a lot of our children, especially black children from um, working class background, they struggle because it's about terminologies that they don't understand. Yeah. So they trip up on verbal comprehension and that's how they... So they can't say, you can't come to this school or you can't come to this college or university because you're black. So what they will do is that, all right, we will put it in the test score. So the racism is in the points. It's in the actual results. So every child will be good in the first three points. They can remember, they can process. Things. And, you know, I haven't done this before, but I'll be good at it. But verbal comprehension, that's where they trip them up that's how they get it. like the word so if you go to secondary school you're in year 11 and you go to a secondary school in Halston mm. right and then you go to another person go to a secondary school in Richmond the level of education may be the same but you'll be there's certain words that's going to be used in lesson I went to school in Richmond still oh is it yeah how did you find it yeah it was good but do you know what the school nearly got closed down oh really yeah it was a mad one still Christ Christ school oh but but it's back open it's still open it stayed open after a lot of us left left. right 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 but it's a good school now isn't it it's a brilliant school now yeah Yeah. it's a good school now is it their their barns yeah yeah Yeah, I know Christ yeah 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 yeah, yeah. when I was there it was yeah it was a madness still it's a phenomenal school now yeah yeah Yeah. totally turned around because even like back in the day I used to hear about the school and the reason I know of this school is because so many Expelled children from other schools would end up there, and it'll be a mix of southwest. Yeah, south everywhere. and west. Yeah, 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 south yeah, yeah, and west. Yeah, 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 yeah. South and west. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mad thing. So. But phenomenal school. You're telling me though. But it's phenomenal now. Yeah, they've wow. changed it up. Yeah, it's, wow. it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally it's, it's they're on. They're there. They're doing bits now. Yeah. So the wording you might get in certain lessons will be different because the vernacular is different. You got a different level of teaching. So a lot of black children, black children suffer because they're not learning certain vocab 
as they would in another place. Mm. So that's how they trip them up. So when it comes to like GCSE's exams, it's like, oh, I don't understand it. You know how to do it, but you don't know how to get that. So for example, like you've got in maths, they will teach you like, all right, take this, mm-hmm. right? They will say to you, I want you to calculate rate times time equals distance. Rate times time equals distance. I say to them, calculate it. They're like, how do I, like, no, nah, sir, man, like, <laughs> you're, you're marking me off, man. Like, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. What you're, I'm like, calculate it. And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, all right then. So usually I give them like a tennis ball and they're like two people across the room. So I'll do it with you. See that two pound? Throw it to him, but you have to catch it. Ready? Mm. Oh, one job. <laughs> one job. <laughs> uh, throw it back to him. Uh, and throw it back to him. And then throw it to me. All right. So I said, you just did it. Rate times time equals distance. They're like, what do you mean? So I said, all right. So the rate is the speed, right? The rate is that. The time is how long it's going to be in the air. So when you threw it, how do you know not to throw it and make it hit the door? How did you know? Could just the distance yeah. between the two. Yeah. How? Yeah. See uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> Experience, experience. I guess experience. It's just like you know. Have you thrown the rounders? Whatever you've done. Have you thrown a two pound to him before? Not a two pound. No, but I've I've thrown something similar. I played pound up many a time. So yeah, I know how to. You know know what I mean. But how? Practice. Practice. But but how do you know? How do you know to get it right? From using your eyes, judgment, distance, and knowing what power you can use to put towards going that direction so if I know you're a, a metre away then I'm going to use a certain amount of force for it to get to that oh, different um, position there you go kinetic energy mm. so we always use kinetic energy but when you read in the science book it's like kinetic energy like what I don't but you use it all the time so it's like you knew how to throw it mm. because you knew how long you wanted to be in the air for in order to land in that person's palm rate times that by the time it's going to be in the air which can be like half a second mm. and where it's going to land because you know if you put more power into it it's going to go further so you've had to lessen the power so you have less time in the air so it can hit that point rate times time equals distance if you do basketball you know how to do swoosh mm. so you know how far you want the ball to mm. go how long it's going to be in the air to get full swoosh if it's off the backboard that's an angle so that's trigonometry yeah. you're doing yeah, angles yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. so you know how to do angles mm. what are you talking about so they're like, oh, so I'm like, all right, stand up. They're like, okay, sit down. Okay, stand up. Okay, sit down. You just did a right angle. Your legs had to bend at a right angle for you to sit down. Mm. So when you say you can't do angles, shut up. <laughs> you know, like, you can do it. So it's not what you teach, it's how you teach it. Mm. So what I do is I break it down to a simple way. There's a guy that I used to um, read a lot of his books, um, Dr. Henry Clark and Dr. Ben Yakinum. Them two are, like, the leaders of, like, like this wouldn't most of the books that you hear about that people read like you probably hear like um, shout out to like a Carla like he's read a lot of Dr. Um, Henry Clark's books as well and these two individuals in terms of like knowledge and African centered knowledge they are the ones that said do you know what if you can explain something difficult to a seven year old child Mm that's intelligence Mm -hmm. when you're speaking about these big words like you're my epistemology and my ontology and Good, mm. but if you can't explain that to a seven-year-old child, it's not intelligence. So it's about it's about getting like the most difficult sum, just simplifying it. Who cares about how big it is? You get, if you trip up on the verbal comprehension, you're gonna lose because they created the language and we don't. Just you know what I'm saying, and especially if we're moving like this in vibration, mm-hmm. 
Like, technically, we should be learning to music. Anything said over a beat goes into your subconscious, whether you like it or not. It's funny to say that, because when, um, when I was in uni and I was learning, like, actions, insertions, mm-hmm. and if, like, all the muscles, mm-hmm. like, it's, I, I don't think I could do it right now. But when I was learning, I used to do it by, like, almost rhyming it, like, in, like, rap it. And that's how I'd just learn it. I'd just learn it because I was learning it in a rap. And I remember one of my guys that I was going, he was like, bro, you should just, like record it and sell it to anyone else that's doing the same course because that's how you're learning it so easily. So it makes sense when you're saying that. that, that that's that's exactly what came to mind. Being able to learn all my actions, origins and insertions was literally by rapping it and learning what's what with each muscle. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But we do it as children. So mm. you got A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, L, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my mm-hmm. right call. Yeah. Now say the alphabet backwards. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Right, <laughs> right then. Because we don't learn it for a beat backwards, so we yeah. have no idea. So everything we learn is to a beat. Mm. From when we're young, we hear... That's what we hear when we're, when we're like a fetus, embryo. We hear now heartbeat we're hearing a rhythm all the time it's our mother's heartbeat do you know what i mean that when you're making a beat again it's what you're hearing in here when buddhists go om mm-hmm. that same frequency of going om that that um, that vibration here that goes into your consciousness goes into your pianogram is the same tone frequency that babies hear when when they're in their mother's room mental how mm. did the buddhists know that they didn't get like a microphone. All right, let's record that and try and... All right, Kanye, what are you saying? Are you liking this? No, it wasn't like that. It, they are in tune with themselves. That's what I said. The Buddhists taught me a lot. That om vibration sound is crazy. Like, it's... you got to think about... If you get like a glass of water and you put like a speaker near it and you're seeing what the water's doing, mm-hmm. like getting... And you're playing certain music. That's what's going on inside your body as well, like because your body's seventy percent water. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking I'm hyped, like, oh yeah, it's because the vibration from the bass is vibrating your waters. Mm-hmm. So we learned when I was in Jamaica. I went to school in Jamaica. We learned everything to a beat. Even like we had a ruler. This is when we had the chalkboard days, yeah, like showing my age and that. But we had chalkboard, <laughs> and then you had the ruler at the top. And then when we had to learn to count the centimeters, we had to do it to a beat. One centimeter, two centimeter, three centimeter, <laughs> four centimeter, five. Everything. Do you know what I mean? Everything. Someone would be like, all right, drum in the corner. Do you know what I mean? But the, do you know, adult literacy right now, you can even pull it up yourself on your phone. Adult literacy in the Caribbean, 90 on average, there's like 18 Caribbean countries. But on average, I would say out of, let's say them, I can say seven Caribbean islands, adult literacy is above 85%. The first, so Cuba's first, I think Barbados, Cuba's at 99.8% yeah, of adults. That's Castro's doing still. Right. Mm. At 99.8% of adults in Cuba are literate. Mm-hmm. Barbados, where my mum's from, 99.6% of adults are literate. Do you know in the UK, do you know what it is? No. Do you know, <laughs> do you know 35% of adults in the UK are illiterate. 35% are illiterate. So when we're coming over here from Africa or the Caribbean to come and learn, but it's like University of the West Indies is actually beating, besides Oxford, LSE, Cambridge, uh, most of the red bricks, it's actually beating every other university in terms of its results. Mm-hmm. 
Caribbean learning is always better because sometimes um, they even learn on water. They go out. Well, we we've got why are we not learning to water? Because we've got water in us, so we should be on a on a boat and we're just studying, chopping up reasons, hearing nature in the background. What? That's what we should be doing. But when we're in a room, it's just like four white walls, and then you know what I mean? Racism, so there's whiteness everywhere. Then you've got artificial lighting. So you're not getting any vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And then it's winter time. It's cold. So you're suffering from SAD, SAD, which is seasonal adjustive disorder. Mm-hmm. And then you've got other little traumas doing it because you saw your bedroom get licked down. Then you've got issues with your ex-girlfriend or your child's mother. So you've got that. Then you've got to go to work, but you've got some, you've got to sort money out because that rents you. There are so many different things as a man that you're going to go through. <laughs> a particular man, not every man, but let's say a particular man, that's his scenario. Mm. Like, and he's not getting vitamin D to charge his melanin. He's not going to think straight. He's not breathing properly. Like, there's so many things that black men go through. It's crazy to just even be equal. Just to be equal. Imagine that. We're just trying to be civil. It's like new civil rights. We're not even being... We just, we just want civil rights. You know, can we just get along? We just want to be civil. Not like, well, respect me. I'm a human, you know. I came first. What are you doing? Nope. It's like, I just want to be civil. As black people, that's, that's literally what we're trying to do now. Be civil. Hence, like... So to cut you, hence like, I like it when we're, we're celebrating the first, you know, like, oh, we're the first person to get this award and we're the first person to, I like it because it's an achievement. Great. Mm. But then it's still showing me like, where are we going to learn? Like, it's acceptance because say you're a rapper and like, we know you're dope, but you didn't get a Brit award. It's like, you're the first black person to get a Brit award as a rapper. Mm-hmm. That's sick. You're like, yeah. And, if, and you pull it on the caption on Instagram, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, we know you're sick, but mm. it's acceptance in their eyes. So they've accepted you. So it's like, yay, we've now let I'm you through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've got to stop celebrating being the first one. And we keep doing it. Other cultures will jump onto everything that we, what ethnic minorities do all mm. the time. Whether you're Asian, whether you're black, always jump on and be like, yeah, well done. But then they never celebrate us. Never, never. You will get that one Becky doing a dutty wide or doing some kind of Afrobeats dance. And we're like, oh my gosh, she's sick. Aye, she's doing her thing. All right, cool. She's doing a bit about culture. All right, great. Mm. Let you try and do something that's in their, in their realm. Do they celebrate you? I am yet to see on social media when a black person achieves something that's great, that's considered white, that white people say, you know what? You're the first black person to do it. No, they will wait for us to be like, well done, retweet, retweet, like, 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 like. And then they'll be like, oh, well, that's a great achievement. But they don't celebrate because getting a great degree or being a professor is seen as white. Mm. White people don't big up black people when it comes to them getting becoming a professor. We're celebrating the first black female professor last year, Olive, Olivette Otelli. She's the first black woman to be a history teacher in this day and age when black women are history. They're the first people, but we're celebrating that now. When it came out, people was like, yeah, sick. We was like, well done. That's an achievement in this world. Mm. That's fantastic, especially in Britain. No white people was bigging her up. She got white hate. All it's, oh, okay, well, history or... Now that you know history, you can go back to your country. This is live on Twitter. Like, on Twitter, no one's saying anything. I'm like... So then it's our fault because as black men, we should be protecting her. We should say, oh, yo, yo, I'm going to slide in that person's DMs. Listen, keep it up. Same thing with Diane Abbott. She might say some things that are a bit wild. Mm. It's a bit wild. Diane, I don't know if you should even say that. But as a unit, as a collective, we should be protecting her. Mm. She will go on question time and they'll disrespect her. She'll go to these shows, BBC, she'll go yeah. to all these things, and then what? We just let her get have up. So if we can't protect a black woman live on TV, we should be turning up with them. So do you know what time? Where are you going? Tuesday? All right, I'm with you. What time? Eight o'clock. And we just roll out, and mm. we just wait outside. Say, <laughs> like the, threat, the moment <laughs> someone dis... <laughs> right, but, but it has to be done. 
The moment someone says something disrespectful, we're entering the building. Just try and know. Police or no police, try and know. We're coming in. When she's coming out, we walk with her. How are you getting home, though? All right, you, Uber, all right we're jumping in Uber with you. How about two cars deep? We're rolling behind. We have to... Because it happens all the time. Next minute, Dan's getting assassinated, boy. But, but we get it all. But we get it we should, That's how we should be protecting her. So we know that no one can't... Our issue, we'll keep it in-house. We don't put our... We don't disrespect black men. We disrespect black women. Disrespect anyone. We'll just keep that in-house. We keep that... But if someone tries... It's like your little sibling, isn't it? Oh, shut up, you're an idiot. Shut up, I'm paying. What? Tell mum and watch happens. Tell mum. And you have that relationship with them. Mm. But the moment someone else says, oh, your brother's an idiot, you're thinking, what? Do you... Oh, done. Like, yeah, it's on site, right? Mm. We don't have that mentality when it comes to our people. We just let anybody just disrespect our people. So how can we teach the young people to have community vibe and love will never stop stabbing when we don't even protect ourselves as adults anyway? We don't protect women. Women don't protect men. So, so, so what are we really doing? That's why early intervention, I teach them the alternative learning, but I teach them the importance of sticking together mm. because the power is in number. Do you know what I mean? If you take away your thumb, it's kind of hard to like really pick up a mug. Like it's it's kind of difficult. You can do that, but to really pick up a coke can or it's kind of hard. So the the digit of a thumb is very important. Every finger plays together has more impact. Otherwise, you're just single digits. Mm -hmm. And collectively, if we understand that community vibe and start sticking to African proverbs, whether you're religious or not, we can get the job done. But we have to eradicate so much, and we have to learn so much because of the powers that be have done a great job. Where do we start? Would you say it's education? Would you say it's... Because um, we always have community talks and we always have, sure. like... Uh, I wouldn't say riots, but we, we we get together and we make noise. Then everyone kind of dies down and parts ways. So where, where do we start in, I guess, utilising and coming together and forming something? Very good question. Um, happens a lot. You know, like after events, like, all right, we've spoken about it. Yeah. Now what do we do? Yeah, so yeah. true. With me, like... I respect our generation, but I'm done with our generation. I, we're, we're, I think we're too far gone. Wade, the work could be too. It's like trying to convince Kanye to like, no, you're you're a black man and you're great and yeah, stick to your Africanness. It, it, it just give up. <laughs> you you be spending too many years. I start with the young people because they're the ones that are seeking identity. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, a lot of them don't even know that they're black. They don't even know their ethnicity. They don't know their culture. They don't because they're not really fussed about it because we're not giving them the tools. We're too busy worrying about paying the bills. We're too worried about Brexit. We're worried about everything that's happening out there and what's happening in our homes. We have to reverse that and give it to the young. If you are not in a position to speak out because you have a corporate job and you're scared to lose your job because you're scared to upset white people, great, fantastic. But if you've got money, mm-hmm. you've got capital, well, then you plug that into an organisation or a movement and you just be a silent partner and just get the little recommendation afterwards and stuff like that. Do that. If you are working with young people, right, and you are, like, seeing what's happening on the streets and you believe, like... Work I do, I've got a campaign coming out next year, which is called Young Readers, Future Leaders. And that's about taking, what I'll be doing is taking 10 different young black people to a black bookseller, a black publishing house, a black vendor, black bookshop, whatever. Because I want to create that barbershop vibe within a bookshop where we crack job, buy books, and we're just having a little chinwag. Like, I want to have that with our young people. That's a sick idea. So the last Saturday, thank you, last Saturday of every month, from January to December, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I put the campaign out because I'm trying to raise money for it. Mm-hmm. So every child will get a book free. Mm-hmm. But the money will come from the campaign, from the from the 
from the crowdfund. I've put it out. Loads of people have said, fantastic, mm. great. But the numbers are not showing on the fees. So I'm like, it's been shared by many people. Some people don't have the money, whatever. But again, what I was saying about the urgency, the urgency is they're like, oh, okay, it's a great cause, but I, I'm not, I don't want to, like I, on Facebook, I've got thousands of friends. If every single one of my friends on Facebook gave a pound, I'll yeah. reach my target in like 20 minutes. Mm. Easily. Just give me a pound. No, just, just one pound. But be, they'd be hesitant to do that because we're reluctant to give to black causes because we just see it as, we don't even trust each other anyway. If mm. you came out of a black bank, we're probably going to be less reluctant to go to yours because we're like, mm, I know how black people stay. Like mm. if I put my money account, am, am, am I, I going to see it back? Am I going to, right? If yeah. you go bankrupt, are you going to say, oh, I ain't even got that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. I, you say, hey, I'm French. Like, yeah, remember I put that, that three grand in your account? Yeah, listen, it's mad, you know? Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? All right, come check me next week. Bro, check, check it. Mate, you are a bank. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I know that, I know that, but I've got a couple of branches that are still open, innit? But here what? All right, flipping. You know what I'm about that? All right, flipping. <laughs> here what? Here what? Come, come Canary Wolf where we've got the air. Come there, but then I uh, come for about, come about four, 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 four o'clock comes, I'm there. And you're like, yeah, I'm coming down now. One second, one second. And you come up, he said, you know what? Yeah, like, I even got all of it, but but wait, man, I'll drop you this change. Hold, hey, this. hold this for a minute. And then like, yeah, cool. Then I'll drop you the change afterwards, isn't it? Yeah? All right. What are you saying? Can you take me your <laughs> Do you get me? Like, that's what it would be like, like for yeah. real. Like, especially if you've got a, a non-commercial name. Mm. Imagine your name, the bank was called Sankofa. Mm. They're going to be like, I uh, don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Barclays, yeah. Even though Barclays <laughs> got their the two brothers yeah, exactly. that got their money from slavery or yeah. Lloyds, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Got their money from slavery or do you know what I mean? Now yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind them because it's it's that white flight. It's that it's like, do you know what? I I love the fact that they look like they're safe. Mm. So I can get my money from them. So if it's black, I'm not really mm, I'm not too sure. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if it's a black charity, you stop someone on the road, they're like, oh but where's my money going? Like with white people, they're like, oh, do you know what? All right, let's save the planet. Let's go green and, okay, take it. Not knowing that they're pocketing your money. Mm. So it starts with education because we have to educate ourselves on how we got here, why we're here and how we get out. And that's mm. through education. Then on top of that, we have to create a whole nationwide program where we always invest. Like once a month, we have to invest in a youth program. Forget going to the government and trying to get them to give us a set. No, we've got enough money to do that. We, do you know how much money black people spend on Christmas? Imagine that you live in a council state, you live on the top floor, right? Cool. Then you work, say you're a single parent, you work like mad hours just so you can get enough money to buy presents for your children, mm -hmm. right? Nearly bankrupt yourself. To then give them presents, they open it up like, yay, thank you. For you to then give credit to a fat white man that comes down the chimney every 25th, but your children don't even fathom the idea they don't even have a chimney. I, I knew that from early. I knew that from early. Like, yeah. so the amount of money we spend on Christmas, we could just take that back and say, do you know what? All right, <laughs> celebrate Kwanzaa. So I don't know. Give them one little present. And then we just, do you know how much money the black church makes every week? So we are our own demons. Mm. 
if we want to put money into things, we can, but we just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Churches should be open up, say, all right, every black church should have a, a scheme where it's a youth program. I don't care what kind of church it is. You I don't care if you're Pentecostal, Tabernacle, Baptist, Seventh-day Adventist, Jehovah. Every black church should have a program for the youth or forget it. You shouldn't be rich in there. No way. No no way. There should be a place for young people to 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 um to, to talk about their issues and their problems. There should be a scheme in place to support young mums. There should be a scheme to put in place to old, uh, older generation mums because they might be disconnected from the youth. There should be... Oh, every church should have that. Go to any pastor and say, where did Jesus sleep? Did he have a house? Mm. They would tell him, do you know? So, okay then. All right, so let's start moving like Jesus. So start giving out and whatnot then. Free up your house. This is, this is God's house? Okay then. We'll start bringing people in. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. How, how about that? And they say, do you know what? All right, let's collect the money that everybody's shipping in. Yeah? All right. They say, all right, this is God's house. Right? You stand there, Pastor, all the time. So I'm guessing that's the holy place. Okay, if that's the holiest place in the church, I'm going to stand right there. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to throw all the money in the air. I'm going to say to God, every single pound and note that you want, keep it. Whatever you don't want, throw it back down so we can give it back to the people. Throw it up. Obviously, nothing's going to happen. It's going to come back down. Say, so, okay, so God don't want it. This is the holiest place. This is where you like to push people and say, shalom, halalala, and push them in the head and they want to roll over on the floor. This is the holiest place. I threw it up. God didn't want it. So I'm guessing I have to get back to the people. How about that? He'd be like, no, 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 because I won't be able to buy my, my Rolls Royce and I won't be able to... <laughs> you know Every black church should be doing that. So much money in it. So much. You see what happens with SPAC Nation. You see, there's so much money. In it. Why don't we... Why are we not putting it... We're our own demons. We're our own... We are. It's because of miseducation. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. So I'm on early intervention, starting in from young. That's why the Dole Test was there to show internal racism starts when they're four years old. Mm. When they're watching Disney programs and they're seeing all these um, white Disney princesses <laughs> finding their love, there's kings and queens and whatnot, they're seeing royalty. There's no African royalty in any Disney film. Mm. Not one. So if you're from the West African... Part of West Africa and... Your family's kings and queens, but you're seeing tribes. But then you're watching a Disney film and there's no representation. It's like, well, there's castles. I want to be like that. The, the young girls are going to be like, oh, I don't want to be connected to that because that looks like beauty. They've got their knight in shining armour. Mm. So what does my knight in shining armour look like? Okay, well, it doesn't look like my family because my family is like this. Okay, cool. Then you get Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Mm. So she has to kiss a frog and all, all that madness. But then they brought in colorism, so they make sure Tiana was a certain brown. And then the guy who's bad, who practices voodoo, which is Haitian, well, it was a Haitian thing in the in the movie, he's also con- connected to darkness. So you've got light and darkness. So yeah. when the system gives you something to say, do you know, we've got representation, they also give you something, oh, you got that? <laughs> Here's a little undercurrent or something negative. Mm. So people that deal with voodoo are going to be like, hold on a minute, what's, what's this about? And people that don't deal with voodoo are going to be like, oh, see, it's a bit negative. So they're going to keep pushing that narrative, we don't want to be anything else. So we have to, we have to get rid of, throw out the all... Throw out the books. This is a prime example. We have to throw out all of these books and we have to start learning again from the beginning. Then we've got to practice black love. Like, we really have to practice black love. Date who you want to date. That's fine. But we need more representation because there were young black girls looking up and saying, do you know what? I don't believe in black love because I don't see enough. Like, do you know what I mean? They, they're seeing, okay, well, black men date outside their race more than anything else. Okay. So they're not, they're not going to feel confident within themselves. One issue with that, though, I don't, I don't think that's entirely true because there is a lot of black couples, but they're just not highlighted enough. All right. Forty percent of black women that get married are 
two black men. Mm. The other percent is to everybody else. Because imagine this as well. There's more b- black women than there are black men. But, and I agree with you, there is definitely, but you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. But on paper, the numbers are quite low. But what you don't see is, do you know what's mad? Is you see more black men dating out of their race than you see black women dating out of their race, yeah? Mm. But statistics show that more successful couples out of that interracial dating is when the black woman is dating um, a, a white man. Mm. That's I've always, I don't know why that is. Mm. Like, successful in terms of, like, their income for the household in terms mm-hmm. of their roles. It seems to be, like, more successful black women date outside as opposed to successful black men. It's Yeah, it's a bit... I don't know. What do you think that reason is behind that? To throw you in the mix. Um, one of the things I'd say is with successful black women and talking... Going back to what we were talking about with the whole workplace and what you'll see in the workplace and how you behave and act and almost the mask that you wear. Mm. If you're a successful black woman... The, and you've kind of you've gone beyond the the kind the of old school glass ceiling. Mm. You're lo- you're more likely you're you're kind of work well first of focus on the work environment. Your work environment is more likely to be surrounded by successful white men. White men. Mm. And then throw that into the mix with okay, that's what you're now. You spend the majority of your time at work. That's what you're now used to. Mm. You're now these kind of um, norms or kind of adopted norms in the workplace. What you mentioned earlier yeah, in terms yeah. of you know, maybe the fake laugh or whatever. Yeah. It's actually now spills over in that you're doing this more often than, more often than not. Mm. And all of a sudden it's now, it's you're now morphing into this person. Yeah, yeah, Now add that to the fact that, okay, now on my way home or if I'm at a, an event or a dinner or whatever, I'm going to be more likely to be surrounded by these type of people it's kind of because of I've gone beyond that scene and now I'm, I'm surrounded, I'm in that kind of environment. That could be why it's the type of people that you're kind of in and around. And unless like, you're raised in an environment where it, there's a strong focus on dating within your race and knowing that everything external to this household, you put on this mask, but actually deep down, you know who you are, where you come from. So you still are committed to, you still are committed to what's important to yourself, what was yeah. important to your upbringing. Mm. That's the only way that that strongness and that bind will kind of, will kind of make you think, okay, I know what this is when I go to work. I know what's around, but deep down, I know what, what I represent and I deep down I know that out there for me is my black knight in shining armor as such and I will meet him and I do you know what I mean I won't yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't kind of not maybe succumbs the work was the wrong word but I won't kind of succumb to what's in my immediate environment what I'm now used to if that makes sense. Yeah. That could be one way to look at it. <sighs> yeah no I definitely agree. I yeah. mean yeah when it comes to I guess to kind of parrot what you're saying mm. when you are in that environment and all you see is other people that are of a different race and they're within the same tax bracket, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You're going to want to stay within that tax bracket. And if the dating pool doesn't really have, mm. I mean, your your male ca- counterpart, then you're going to go with your counterpart that's within the same yeah. tax bracket. So therefore, it's a, lot, it's a lot easier for them just to be kind of like, okay, well, as Mace pointed out, we're in the same circles, we're, we're having the same conversations, we talk about the same sure. struggles in terms of where we are financially, so mm. why not form a unison? You know what I mean? So I, I, I literally don't have an answer for it. I don't know. I'm, I can't even speak for black women because I'm not one. Mm. So, mm. 
Like, go easy on me in the comments, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's just what I've noticed. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. But, you know I mean? But practising black love because of the young... Like, when I've got a year 10 slash year 11 student, do you know what I mean, who talks about she used to bleach her skin because she didn't think she was beautiful. This mm -hmm. is year 10, and she used to bleach. What? Like, what are you doing? And she's got, like, a couple of marks on her arms for where she... <clears throat> like... And she talks about, do you know what I mean, representation, and she talks about, like, black men. She, she'll, like, put on a grand video, and another grand video, and another one, another one, another one, and a, and a drill video, and another one, another one, and she's not seeing herself mm. as a dark-skinned black girl. I can't say to her, I, I can only just say I'm sorry. Like, I can't... So her story is that there's not represent, there's not enough black love in there. Mm. So I can't, we can't take... We can't, like, denounce her... Her reality because that's her reality, even mm. though it's true because we've been going on for, for for many many years. But they're starting to notice it at a younger age. It's like, like what are we what are we actually doing? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I think the, what was the rapper Tory Lanes? I remember he was doing a music video, and there was um, I think it was like a, um, there was a dancing girl dancing in the video, like, and I think the director like kind of like told the, the dancing girl to move out of the way, and the the the, the um, I think she was like. Um, she's like a Latina, Latina girl. Yeah, yeah. Rico, yeah, yeah. Do, you, uh, do you? No, but I could. I knew what was gonna come. Okay, yeah. cool. So <laughs> she comes in, she did a little thing, and Tori's like, no, 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 no. Bring, bring her back, bring her back. And everyone's like, whoa, yes, Tori, like, well done for, for doing that. And then people were just giving their speed, like, oh, the director decides on who, whatever. But yeah, like, we we've got to do. You got to protect our young girls, man. We really do because they are like feeling. I mean, like, there's a video that I got sent, but I saw it before. It, I saw it went viral before you actually sent to my WhatsApp. Because you know, like, you've got like seven, I've got like 10 different WhatsApp groups. Like, mm. I don't know if you are like you, yeah, like, yeah. Got, just, got a yeah. couple still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've got the knowledge one where they just talk about all that stuff. And there's a video of a woman who's in a bath and she's got like a bleaching cream on her leg and she's in the bath. She's like bent over that way. Mm. And the woman who's talking about, she's like, basically promoting the product. So she's there scraping off her dark skin in the bath. Like, it's calm. And she's yeah. like, yeah, and it works quite efficient. And da -da 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 -da. I'm like, yo. That's real. Like, it's, yeah. Like, I showed it to you lot off air. I was mm. just like, whoa. Like, yo. Like, she's just calm. I'm thinking, it's, it's so, it, it's, scary, it's, man. it's to see it like that. I'm just like, no. And the skin's just getting lighter and lighter. I'm like, it's just like, oh man, come on, man. Like, it's just, yeah, so we've got so much, so much unpacking to do, you know what I mean? Like, colorism is just, I mean, we've got black British, Caribbean, black British, African here, just two categories. In Brazil, they got 147. Jeez. Light brown, dark brown, sand, oak, da 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 da. The closer you get to the Portuguese European standards, mm. is the better. It's 147 characteristics. Yeah. There's a, there's a story with that as well because when I visited Brazil um, a few, okay. few years ago, I already knew this because I'd kind of um, I'd heard that the dark you are, you're seen as poorer, you're seen as um, you know not up to not up to stand and all the rest of it. And I remember I, I'm a tourist member. I'm in Brazil. This is during the Carnival. Okay. So I've gone over to the Carnival, and what was crazy because beforehand the stigma that or the stigma that we're hit, that we're hit with like being Europeans or being in the uh, being from London even or from the UK about South America is be careful it's rough it's dangerous it's this it's that yeah sure. so you, you're having your wits about you yeah um, so I remember we was walking down the road and two things two things struck me 
the first thing was we went out. So there's an area during the carnival kind of period, there's an area where a lot of people congregate. It's called Lapa mm. um, in Rio. So I was in Rio, yeah? And there was a guy, he must have been, I, I'm going to assume he was an, like an Aussie guy or something like that. Um, he had an accent, but like a, a white guy, a Caucasian guy. And he basically came up to me and he assumed I was Brazilian. And the next thing he said, and uh, what he said to me was, any, any mm. drugs? And I'm just like, yo, I'm here, I'm a tourist as well, bro. <laughs> and the other thing was, I had Brazilian people coming up to me and speaking to me in Portuguese, just assuming. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, it was strange because, and at that moment, I know it's weird, but I felt a bit safer there because I realised, well, the Brazilians think I'm Brazilian, mm. so they're not going to kind of look at me in... Tourists like, in China. China yeah. or whatever. Mm. And then like, but at the same time, the, the the other tourists there just are assuming that I must be Brazilian that so that and because I'm d- not dark but because I'm black mm. I must, must be drugs. just here to sell drugs and I must be poor and I must be that type of guy, which that's was which was weird. It was really really crazy, weird, but it just comes back to stereotypes, doesn't it? Mm. Like when you go into Europe, you go like Spain, like Malaga. Oh, Spain's terrible, man. And then you go to the beach. Yeah, yeah they, they, seen... they, want, they think you're all going to be selling watches and mad. hats and yeah. umbrellas and all that. Yeah, it's mad still. Like, I remember. It's mad. I remember I went to Malaga. No, not Malaga. Costa del. Was it Malaga? Mallorca. I went to Mallorca. Yeah. And I was getting a massage mm. from the Senegalese woman on the beach. Mm. And I remember. Dude, I couldn't believe what I heard. This woman told me, you know. Can you take my child? As in t- coming back to the UK with your child? I was wow. like, what? She was like, yeah, they like, take her. I was thinking, what? What do you mean? I was like, no, I can't. I can't take your child. Like, what do you... She was offering her child to say, take her with you. Mm. What? This was like, oh, probably about five years ago. About, yeah, about five, about five, four years ago. Mm. Like, what take I was like I was like no 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 what do you need like she just needed money and whatnot. but it yeah I told you for, now that you said that like it just triggered that I've actually even told anyone that yeah like she offered her child it's crazy like that breaks my heart to know mm-hmm. that how you got there I don't even want to know but the fact that you are in a situation where you're saying to this random black person mm-hmm. take my child and go live back in the UK. That's, yeah, and this is happening every... And there, there's some people who probably try and violate, do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you know, come back to our villa and, do you know what I mean? And do all kinds of madness to black women or yeah, black, or, yeah. do you know what I mean? Or anyone. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be black for that. But yeah, man. Like, do you know what I mean? And just prey on the vulnerable. And it's, I mean, human trafficking. And obviously you see slavery that happens in like, the cusp of like Yemen and like, yeah, it's, mm. it's you know what I mean? Libya, you see what happens there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, we're in a time of turmoil, man. Time of turmoil. And I I yeah, I can only just I wouldn't even say hope and pray, because we've been praying long enough. Do you know what I mean? Martin Luther King prayed and they killed him. So I just hope that what I do in terms of a young people, I just give someone that picks up that that bit of information, says, Yeah, I'm gonna run with it, and they just create a madness. That's the only thing. As long as I can change one person's mind and they go and do a do a madness, then that's my job done. Just keep, just cre- keep creating. Just keep creating. That's it. Mm-hmm. But we, to your point, definitely education, and we have to have a goal. Do you know what I mean? You can go Poland, 
Mm-hmm. You can go Latvia. You can go Croatia. Yeah. They have their differences. Mm-hmm. But they know they're white. Mm-hmm. That comes first. Forget anything else. It's like, yeah. We know what we're... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. We've got to put our differences aside. Have that core goal. And then we just deal with things afterwards. Mm-hmm. And stop telling everybody our secrets. Stop telling... putting Facebook, all right, we're going to meet up, yeah? Make sure we're by the town hall at 8 o'clock. We're going to rise against the system, yeah? Make sure you bring... <laughs> make sure you bring your... your um. Your placards, bring everything else here. Yeah. Make sure you're wearing black as well, yeah? All right, cool. So we can identify who's... And make sure you're wearing them bandanas as well, yeah? All right, cool. Brilliant. Eight o'clock come. Do you know what I do? What I dislike about marches. Mm. Like, they're organised. Because the police block off the roads, so you have to get permission. Yeah. It's like, so I have to tell, ask you, may I walk the street talking about how annoying I am within this space? I can? Thank you. Because I don't like you. But I'm asking you. Okay, thank you very much. And then you walk and it's like, all right, time to pack it up because we've got to get traffic flowing in time for a rush. What kind of joke thing is that? There's only three things that oppressors care about. The loss of life, the loss of money, or the loss of property and land. Mm. If you can affect one of those three things, they will listen to you. That's good points, man. What revolution do you know that that hasn't been bloodshed? No, there's always has to be bloodshed. We've had this conversation. Someone someone has to get... I don't think a lot of us are ready for for that... For that... For that to, for it to kick off like that, but we had to. When the when the Rimrush came over, the Rimrush generation came over. Mm. They was fighting the Teddy Boys up in Nottingham. Yeah, that was on site. Imagine you're a young woman and you got a baby. And you just finished your work and sent to his hospital, and you're trying to get home, and you've got to take a different road because someone's gonna hit you and your baby over the head. Young mm. people died during the just from racist violence here that we still don't even talk about. Like mm. black people died from off the hands of racist white people during the fifties. Mm-hmm. No one who's writing it? Who's mm-hmm. writing this stuff? Who's telling young people, yeah, it used to be peak. I know we look at America, we've got the dogs, we've been holes down. There's been rockers, there's been fights here. Even in the 60s there was fights, there was race fights here. No one talks about it. Well the thing is, back then, I think we was more more of a unity. We oh, had yeah. more community then. Right? Whereas now there is none. And that's the problem. And that's why I was I was asking the question, what do we do now? Like what what is the answer? Because not to say I'm tired of having these conversations because I think it's really enlightening and I, I genuinely feel like I've learned a lot just from you talking today. Mm. But what tends to happen is we'll have this conversation, then people listen, people may have a com- an additional conversation, but where's the conversation going? Like, are we, we need to lead to more than just conversation. Like, we need to have action. And I know education is something that always gets thrown up. It's like education is the key, but education is the key to what door? Do you know what I mean? True. Mm, facts. So what door are we walking through? Because at the moment, we don't have no leaders. We don't have any particular person to say, okay, cool. We're going to, like, once upon a time, Marcus Garvey was a leader of ours and he had the the, um, the idea of going back to Africa, the mm-hmm. Pan-African idea and everything of that nature. That fell through and whatever, that got destroyed. But there's never been anything else since. Or mm-hmm. there's been sprouts here and there, but nothing's <clears> come to fruition. So I just, obviously, I don't have the answer at the moment. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe through these conversations, an idea will, yeah. will, will be sparked. But yeah, I just, yeah, I just feel like until we've got a, as you said, a goal to, to walk through these doors that we're, we're having all this education for and all the, the, the conversations, it's, it's going to be a constant falling on our face. Like we're just constantly 
getting that thorn in my face, having a conversation about it, analysing it, saying, all right, cool, well, we did this and we did that and that was good and that was bad. What are we actually doing, as you said? What Until we start, not to say tearing down houses, but like really affecting change, like nothing's going to really happen, do you know what I mean? So I just, yeah, I'm just in this in this mindset of, all right, cool, we're having great conversation, but what are we going to do? And again, like everything you said is facts. I've had this issue like with so many people. Where I'm just like, we, again, we talk, but what? I, we're just scared. I'm mm. tired of our, we're just scared. A lot mm. of us don't want to upset our white friends by saying, Do you know, what? I'm proud to be black. I really love being black. They don't want to say it because it's like mm, it's seen as anti-white. So your blackness is seen as anti anything else. That's because it's 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 not. But you've been told that if you do not celebrate your Britishness then you are considered like you're being racist or you're being like, oh, you don't want to be associated with something. So a lot of us are so indoctrinated that even the thought of unifying and starting a revolution just scares mm. because we're so considerate and we always, in Jamaican terms, it's called licky-licky, innit? When you're too busy, you just want to beat up someone's ass. So because we're too licky-licky, we don't want to disconnect from our oppressors. So the idea will even start a revolution, say, you know what? I'm willing to just lose my job for this. It's like, ooh, but what? What would Stephen think? Like, what would Billy think? <laughs> like, I like Margaret. She's nice. She's not. She's all right. She's cool. Like, we're still we're still thinking about other people. That's the reason why this is because we're like, okay, start revolutionary. We, yeah, we should do this. Great. Oh, wait, oh God, I gotta go work tomorrow. You know. Oh. <laughs> And we feel bad. W.E.D. Du Bois talks about double consciousness where you're living in a space where you know it's wrong. You have the other side of you that's like, yeah, Pan-African, yeah, I'm black. But then you've got to balance the two sides mm -hmm. and it can just really frig up your head where it's like, oh, one minute's like, ah, I'm proud to be whoever. And the other part's like, Ooh. and my thing is, <clears throat> we're done out here. It's the next generation where we have to say, you know, this is where we failed. But we have to hold our hands up and say this is accountability and say, you know what, we flopped. Like we could have done this better. Like we we don't own anything, we don't control anything, we don't have any power. We don't even how many conservatives are there? How many people that follow Labour? How many Green Party people? We're so divided. If we came together as one block and said two million people and said, All right, here politician, if you follow our manifesto, mm. you are guaranteed two million votes. Mm. Every politician will be on it. You kid will be like, you know what? We don't really like this. <laughs> 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 no, it's real shit though. Right? That's real talk. Right? Yeah. They'll be like, you yeah. know, we don't really like them. <laughs> but they've but got two million votes <laughs> over there. Still, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Let's get it in. That's it. You know what? Jerk chicken's not even that spicy anyway. <laughs> I like Gunga Peace. I like Gunga Peace. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They'll be like, do you know what? Ah, <laughs> do you know what? Winston's not that bad anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what? Let's get a They would be on it, mm. but we don't. We don't come as a block. Mm. When you look at certain in America, mafia don't go out there and vote like that. Listen, we've got money. You want ten mil? We got ten mil, but we make make sure we're covered. Mm. They just got money. Just psh, go out there voting for what? Because they know money talks. Mm -hmm. So money or or massive votes, but they're not going to go out there and vote. They'll just buy the politician because mm. they need the money for their campaign. So mm. just stop. But we're not going to do that. So one massive block. But we're not going to, because there's so many divisions. Oh, go out and vote and go out. Like, it's, 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 
we've yeah. got so much unpacking to do, but it starts with the young people. I say this and say this and say this again. Get them to do it. We yeah. flopped. Say, yeah. do you know what? This is what, hey, we 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 don't own and control something, but we're going to give you the tools in how you can do it. We didn't do it because we messed up. We're too busy g- g- flopping and arguing and beefing over stupidness. We was too busy worrying about trying to be Americanized and follow their culture and their history and their knowledge and their dress sense and their way of life. We also weren't even thinking about protecting our mums. We was too busy telling each other to suck each other's mum and whatnot. We weren't even trying to get back. You know what? Your mum is the queen of the house. Let her run things. She's amazing. Boom. Let's protect her. We didn't do this. We didn't do ownership we didn't control we didn't do publishing we didn't do we didn't do anything like that now i've done it and i flopped but now i know how to do it i'm going to give you the tool so here what when you go into this meeting make sure you know that you say this and you demand that you do royalties yeah you get that but you only control everything that you produce mm. everything that's you that's yours don't let no one take that from you. or you go somewhere else and someone will give you your worth we we've got to give it to them We've got all this, it's just books. So we're in the information age now. You can just Google some of these PDFs. Like, mm-hmm. there's no excuse not to read. Reading mm-hmm. is fundamental. So mm-hmm. let's just give it to him. We're done out here. We're, we're done. Like, we're, we're done. Let's just forget. We're, we're done out here. It's one of favorite Pockers, who's not here today's favorite terms. We're done out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, I'm, I'm conscious of time because we yeah. could be here all night. Like, no, I yeah, think yeah. You yeah. ended up on the great line of like reading. I think that's the key. Like, yeah. yeah. Education is definitely is the key, but we need to find the door to open it up with. This is the oh right then. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, knowledge is power, but it's what you do with the knowledge is the power, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I know you normally have three. Yeah, we last questions. Off, we finish like off to... with three questions. Uh, I'm gonna ask them to you. No, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the first one is uh, <laughs> what three values do you bring to your business or place of work? Love of self. Mm-hmm. Love of family. Mm-hmm. And. I would say third value would be when I say family, I mean like your immediate family. Friends, family. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think the third value is the love of knowledge. I feel like you actually not just knowledge of self, but just the stuff around you, just knowing how amazing things are, like that's a value because everything works within the twelve uni- twelve universal laws. So you have to appreciate everything around you because without Without the worm, the worm would be able to worm the, weave the seeds into the ground. Do you know what I mean? Without the dung beetle that rolls up cow dung or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to get certain things right. So appreciating life around you, um, understanding how great your family are and just love you as an individual because you are the one out of 10 million that made it to the egg. So you are mm-hmm. great. Good point. Good, good. Uh, second one is what three realistic wishes would you have if you had three, if you had three realistic wishes, what yeah. would they be? Three realistic wishes. Um, yeah. One, I wish my mother's health was better. Two, I wish Europeans. W- I wish you. <laughs> I wish Europeans would leave Africa alone. <laughs> <laughs> and a third one, I wish. Um, our young people would be safe on the roads. Cool. It's like that. Very relevant, man. Last one being, uh, what free books could you not live without? Ooh. Free <laughs> oh, <laughs> books. Mm. Okay. Marcus Garvey, message to the people. Um, the biography of Malcolm X. 
And the third book I can't... Uh, Make it a European one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> a European... The Bible. No, <laughs> um, third book would probably be... Um, oh. Um, okay. It would probably be any music book about blues and jazz. So like a biography of like John Coltrane or something like that. Okay. Yeah, a music book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yeah. fair enough, man. Mm-hmm. Wicked. Yeah, that um, let, can you just let the people know, our listeners, viewers, subscribers, where they can reach you? Social platforms and all the rest of it. Okay, cool. Um, People, you can reach me on Instagram, Daryl Blake. So it's D-A-R-R-E-L dot Blake. Um, Twitter is Daryl Blake again, but it's Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L underscore, underscore Blake. Um, And also my um, company, which is called Black Rooted. Um, If you type Black Rooted into Instagram, it will come up because there's not many Black Rooteds. And Twitter, it will come up as well. Um, because not many black roots and Facebook, it will come up as well. You'll see it. it's got like something thousand um, followers, so it will come up. It's got a Africa logo. Africa's the content as a logo, and it's got like patches of different colors. Um, so you can find what I'm doing through Black Rooted as an organization where I teach, um, where I do um, lectures, um, presentations, workshops, events, so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. I have myself as a single entity, then the company Black Rooted, which I'm trying to like build my team at the moment and you know trying to make it grow which the program the young readers future leaders is going to be via black rooted so, yeah. thank man. you man no, yeah. definitely um thank you for coming thanks for thank coming you. i know we went over time with that like, no, it's, cool, it's, it's fine man yeah, yeah. we had to send the next guest home <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it it was yeah, worth yeah. it yeah um thanks everyone for joining us yeah don't forget to listen to, sorry to subscribe, like subscribe like. leave comments on on all our various social platforms and stay tuned for what's coming next we'll probably put this out in two parts i'd say yeah as well yeah yeah so look out for it's both parts of this. yeah 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 but, uh, yeah, yeah no thanks again for coming no, no thank you i appreciate like, we'll it man. Uh, have you on the platform again and yeah. feel free to, to come along and spread more knowledge bro yeah but yeah. mate there's a saying that i live by the teacher arrives when the student's ready mm. Definitely, definitely students here, man. Oh, well, yeah, I'm students as well, but I was quite a students as well. Like, I, I learn from others, you know what I mean, on a smaller front. I mean, the Brazil thing, I didn't. It's like, wow, mm. crazy. So, yeah, I'm always, always learning, you know what I mean? So, yeah, big up, man. Thank you so much nice for one, having man. me. This cool. is, is, I mean, this is. Nice one. Thank you, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, it's a wrap. One thing we do want is a photo. Yeah. Of course. I was going to say that before <laughs> we, we I even love leave. A picture. I love a picture ID, you know. <laughs> oh, my legs. Tim, they're both kicking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me what you love.